Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show. Leadership is changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey, listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. You know, we've uh, had quite a quite a good run here in the sense that this podcast has been going for about 10 months now, and uh, we've had tremendous support from our listeners and people who I've interviewed from around the world, different leaders and so forth, and so it's been wonderful to do that. So today, I'm going to actually bring to you a mashup, as we call it. It's a portion of different episodes that have happened in the past. Now, before I explain a little bit more about that, what I'm going to ask you to do is if you haven't already checked out the episode 00, which is the reason why it's the story that I share on the reason why I've started the podcast and the purpose of the podcast, uh, it's the very, very, very first episode, even though it's uh, 00, go and check that out and um, you know, love to hear your thoughts about it. Hey, listeners, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, which is two communities that we have on two different platforms around Leadership is Changing, we'd love to see you there and uh, feel free to, to join those different communities. Well, I've had some superb guests on the, on the show, and um, what I'm going to do over the next few weeks is just bring to you some mashup, as we call it, in the podcast uh, industry of these different uh, parts of these different episodes of these different guests that I've actually interviewed. And today we've got four of them, and it's around mainly just to find out a little bit more about them, but also the main question is who's their favorite leader and why, and that person could be alive or from history. So I've got Christopher Luxon, who's the ex-CEO of New Zealand. Uh, he was on episode one. Travis Chappell, who's podcast host of Build Your Network, a uh, podcast that is ranked very well in the in the global sense around the globe. Dr. Vince Molinaro. So he is an author of two books. The books are The Leadership Contract and Accountable Leaders. And so he's on episode four. Travis was episode two. And Tracy Yabara. She was, when we did the recording, as Executive Solutions at Dell Technologies. She has since then left the organization and is now the global leader of talent and learning at Vontia. And so she's there. And uh, I think she was on episode 
five. So wonderful to be able to share their side of things as well with you again. So just sit back, relax, take notes, and enjoy the episode. So Christopher, if I was to ask you, who is your favorite leader? Now that person could be alive or it could be a person from history. Who, who is your favorite leader and why? Well, there's been a lot of leaders that I've admired over the years, and I've taken pieces from them, really. There's no singular leader, but, you know, people like Winston Churchill, I was always uber impressed with, you know, as a, as a young boy, I read all of the biographies of Churchill, just the vision to be able to stand on his principles, often in the face, if you think about before World War II, before people had actually had, had sort of acknowledged the threat of Nazi Germany, and he saw it early, and he actually was in, you know, talking about it very, very early, and in the way he inspired people towards that vision was was really impressive. Certainly, you know, people like Madeleine Albright, you know, Secretary of State uh, for the US, you know, just the intelligence, the keenness, the energy, the enthusiasm for, for her to keep doing what she's been doing and the, and the wisdom that she now brings to a lot of conversations around the world is really impressive. Uh, and I was always impressed by President Obama because I thought, irrespective of whether you like his politics or not, the way that he carried himself with good grace and good dignity and the way that his administration had no major, major scandal and, you know, was, was admirable. You know, it was really impressive for, for those of us watching that. Yeah, and I, and I know that the likes of the John Maxwells and that, they talk about everyone can communicate, few can connect. And I think yeah. the Obamas of the world is where they could connect with, with their audience. Yeah, I think that's one of the big tasks of a leader is that communicator connector role. And that's the difference between a manager who can activate and often run strategy, but actually to do the communication connection thing is really very, a very special gift and something that can be built and developed, I think, over time too. Who, who is your favourite leader? In other words, somebody could be alive today, could be from history, but who is your favourite leader and why? That's a good question, man. I... I thought I've given this a little bit of, of thought before, and I really somebody that I look to that is not alive anymore that I think was just a tremendous leader was Winston Churchill. I think that he was an amazing leader. I think that I think that Marcus Aurelius was an amazing leader. Uh, and reading more and understanding about his life and the things that he was dealing with all the time, I think that he was an amazing leader. And uh, you know, I think I think that there's a, a lot of examples of really good leaders today as well. But those are two of the ones that really stick out into in my mind of the people that I've you know spent a little bit of time studying and and people that I admire that are in history. Yeah, what What did you learn from Winston Churchill? Why, why him? The resolve in the midst of chaos is something that I just truly admire in somebody else. And that is something that he very much embodied in the time frame that that he was living in and the struggles that he was, you know, that he had to lead his people through during during that time period, I think is just extremely admirable that he was able to keep a level head and and rest on his his ability to lead and not freak out and and make really poor decisions and, and I think I, th- I just think that he handled it with extreme you know poise and 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 level headedness that I don't think is very common it seems anymore to to be able to like un like de de dramatize a situation almost where he like literally the world is in disarray and we're in the middle of world wars and he's just seems to be as calm as ever, you know what I mean? Like I just, I just really respect that resolve and and that ability to lead people through times like that without making the mass hysteria worse than it really is. Hey Vince, 
Who is your favorite leader? Now, that leader could be somebody who's alive today or could be for someone from history, you know, um, and, and why are they your favorite leader? You know, it's such a tough question to answer because there's so many people to admire. I, I don't know if I could pick uh, just one, uh, but if I were to pick one, it wouldn't come from history or, or whatnot. I mean, there's different leaders who I admired for different things, but my colleague Zinta had a had a huge imprint on me early in my career. The, the person who I referenced, she was a senior manager. She was always someone who would lift her people up and she would always be in the background. And, and she was so deliberate in how she led. If you ever went into her office to meet her, she would immediately stop what she were do, doing, turn around, look at you eye to eye, put her hands on her on her lap and basically communicate, I am here and listening to you 100%. She wasn't distracted by anything else. It was something that I just, you know, what I realized is I just observed those things in a very subtle way. And I think that's what sometimes we don't appreciate as leaders. And it's hard to do when you're, you know, dealing with multiple demands and you've got a lot of pressure on you to be as deliberate as she was. And so in a lot of my writing and a lot of my work, I, I really do focus on the need for us to be really clear about the kind of leader we need to be and want to be and be very deliberate in achieving that. So for her, uh, because of her personal uh, impact, I would pick her. Great, yeah. And, I, and I'm sure that a lot of us do shape ourselves as leaders, as you say in your book too, about how we, 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 we see and watch other leaders and we experience them, whether it be a positive or a negative thing, but then that actually does help shape us to be the leader we want to be. And we also see the leaders that we don't want to be like. And um, I think you're given a great example there of, of, of her. And I, and I know you talk about her in, in, in your book as well, which is really right. important. Yeah. yeah. And if you just think about when we see a leader just, you know, behave in a way that, you know, to a high standard of behavior. And if you look at, you know, uh, who is probably right now on the planet, the person seen as being the best leader is your prime minister, right? And and if you think about, you know, after the tragic events in, in Christchurch and how she stepped up and how that leadership reverberated around the world, right? That to me is what is fascinating, right? People in parts of the world who may not even known about New Zealand or know about Prime Minister Ardern, just see her and go, wow, there's something there that I connect to. That's that's the power. And I think a lot of leaders don't really appreciate that, that, that they have that that power, not in a formal sense, but in an informal sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think that word you just used, which is connect, is really quite important for, for a lot of leaders. Hey, Tracy, if I was to ask you a question, which is, who is your favorite mm. leader? And, and that person could be alive or it could be from history. So who is your favorite leader and why? Wow. You know, you're, I kind of struggle with those favorite questions <laughs> because there's a little bit of something that I really appreciate or admire in so many people. And so to, just to kind of go, it's this person, you know, is challenging to me. But I'll try to be good to you, Dennis, and give you something uh, here. You know, I think as I'm looking at that circle of people that I admire, and it is a circle, you know, and I'm pulling from from that circle accordingly, I think I look at a leader and to admire them, I have to trust them. That That's probably the first and foremost important thing to me. There's nothing to me more rewarding than trusting relationships. And then as, as I've become more experienced, I'm really turned off by ego. I'll be honest with you. I love a confident leader, but I want high confidence and low ego because I think this creates a better partnering environment for me as an employee. 
under another leader. And I need to be happy in my work. So that's incredibly important. I also tend to admire leaders who are not afraid, open to try new things and grow and willing to change their mind. And then I think, you know, probably last, and I'm sure there are other things, but a a, a passion for people, not, you know, surely at work, but honestly in the world. You know, I want to see the leader who is more than just a title or a job. And I've become much more interested in looking at companies and their leaders to to get a sense of how do they give back to others. Um, so that kind of gives you a feeling. But if I had to kind of give you names, because you asked, <laughs> I would say um, Michael Dell, and I'm not kidding because I work there. Um, it was a conscious decision to come to Dell based based on all this. I'm at a point in my career where, you know what, I can be a little bit picky. And, and I think more and more people are being picky. I don't think you have to be where you are in, in your career. I think more and more people feel like they have the right to be picky. And I wanted a culture of an organization and people that I felt were, had value systems and, and that mattered to me. And this, and this company, company did it for me. They walk the talk and their culture code and their leadership principles and their people philosophy. And so the environment here is awesome. So I, I really do appreciate what Michael has done. For the company, but others just outside. Richard Branson, I think he's cool, entrepreneurial, very philanthropic. He's a little bit quirky, but I like that. Oprah, because she digs in on tough subjects, but she seems well balanced. Brene Brown, because she's positive and real. Jeff Bezos, because I think he's interesting. He's just interesting. And and I happen to get a lot of Amazon products here. And then (laughs) Maya Angelou, to me, she's wise. She's very wise, and I admire her and grounded. So, you know, that's a little bit. None of them are perfect. None of us are. I'm sure there's good and bad in all those leaders, but there's a piece of them that Mm -hmm. I find positive, something that I can pull on as I think about how I want to think or show up in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that. So you can take bits from everybody, mm-hmm. but to to help form you as a leader to see how you show up in the in, in, in the world of leadership, which is pretty cool. Hey, listeners, I, I really hope you've really enjoyed those different snippets for the mashup from those different episodes with uh, superb guests that I've had on the podcast. Leadership is changing over the last ten months. If you haven't already checked out the episode zero zero, go ahead and do that. That's the my story. Really, it's just a very small episode. Uh, very short in time frames, and it's really just giving you a bit of an idea and why I started the actual podcast, Leadership is Changing. We have a Facebook group, and we also have a LinkedIn page uh, set up for the podcast, Leadership is Changing, and it's a forum for you to join and uh, share a lot with other like-minded people around about Leadership is Changing and other topics, so feel free to come along and join us there. We'd love to see you uh, as part of those communities. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they've been released and uh, download them. Have a listen. Put a review and a rating. Those reviews and ratings really help the podcast, so I'd love you to do that. That'd be really great. Hey, if you've got any feedback for me on the show, or if there's a question you want me to ask my guests as I interview them, or if you have a question for the freestyle episode of Ask Dennis, feel free to send me an email, dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in. As always, great to have you here. Until next time, bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 